1: He did not show up for racquetball yesterday, but that's okay. Uh, so we do a podcast. What's up, Al? I actually
2: uh, had a woman call in to the show, not to go on the air, but her boyfriend wants to play in racquetball. I gave them your uh, public email. Yeah,
1: no, I got a few, actually. I'm good. Oh, you did? Yes. You okay. don't want to play with strangers? No, I don't know them. I No, it's right. very nice, but no, it's something I want to do with a friend, and no, I'm good. That's, that's okay. totally fine. Uh, what do you do in this situation? Oh, right. Oh, I love a situation. Yes. I kind of I complained to you already briefly before a segment, and I'm really at a loss because I don't know what to do. So, the you know, the calendar sales went very well. I gave the Boomer a very nice donation. I think me and you did okay with the sweatshirts and the T-shirts sure. and the mugs. But this has now come up on a few different occasions, and it happened again today where I got a nice email from a gentleman. I have no issue with him. It says, hey, you um, ordered a calendar on December 15th, and I haven't gotten it. Can you please send one? Yeah. So, I, you know, I immediately go, it was very nice. He goes, I got the charge. I can send it to you. So I checked it out. I got the order number. I found it delivered and delivered with tracking. So what am I supposed to do? I don't have any more calendars. I, am I supposed to send the money back? I don't know. You know, I have uh, purchased
2: a few things on Etsy. Yeah. Recently. I would say from September through the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. And... Twice I didn't buy a lot of stuff. Twice the it said the packages were delivered with tracking numbers that I never got the packages, and I think the same thing when I write to the person and say I never got
1: it. Right, and yet here we are. We have proof that it was delivered. Right, I don't. And yet you don't have the package, and what am I paying extra for tracking for then? I don't know. Like now, I'm like, how much money did I waste on tracking this this fall? Right. It's really frustrating. Like, can I, you
2: take that to the post office and say, "I oh, here's a tracking number. It says it was delivered. The person says
1: it wasn't delivered. Like, what's what's the call there? You know what they'll tell you? You should have bought insurance. I guarantee you that's what they'll say. So you got to pay for tracking so and insurance. I already bought the tracking to make sure that I know it was delivered. I guarantee you they'll tell me, well, you should have spent another 3 or $4 on insurance. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to me, an insur- insurance on a $20 product, I mean... Now all of a sudden you're jacking up because I'm not going to incur that fee, Then it's kind of going back to the the person buying the product. I mean, how much are we paying to ship a thing that should cost a dollar to really?
2: I've also had things like that I bought on Etsy in the same time period, where the the I placed the order. It said your package is on the way. Here's the tracking number, and for 15 days it hasn't moved. From the post office, the person dropped it off at
1: and got a tracking number That annoys me too. That's called um, uh, pre-transit. Pre-transit. That drives me bonkers. So I went, I dealt with this with our products, with the hoodies and the shirts and everything. And so I wrote to, so I use uh, Printify to make the products. And so Shopify is the website where everything is. If you buy a calendar, I fulfill that myself. I take care of the tracking. I'm the one that goes to the post office. It's a lot of work. Sure. Printify is a drop ship, drop, ship and print whole uh, situation, and it's really very well done. You have to look into, which I learned the hard way, you have to look into the fine print, what is acceptable shipping. So, for instance, in order to ship a mug, this is where small businesses just get murdered. It costs almost $10 to ship a mug, which is, is is absurd. Yes. So then someone would was paying probably, I think we were selling the mugs for, I don't remember what, but if you were spending $22 on a mug, for instance, I would expect the mug there in a couple of days. So I would go, I would check the orders every, you know, every couple of days I check to see where we're at and I would see pre-transit. Like what is this pre-transit? Pre-transit. The person, for instance, on December 1st ordered a mug. It's December 7th, and it's sitting in pre-transit, but it was completed five days ago. So I contacted Printify. I'm like, not happy. The customer's not happy. So she sent me an agreement of the fulfillment company I was using for the mugs. They had the right to hold products for six days so they could do bulk shipping, which saves them money. That's not, I don't know. That's like crap to me. It is crap. And so as long as they got it picked up within six days, it was considered an on-time transaction. But, like, people are waiting for their stuff, and then it takes two, two to three days. It's like, it shouldn't take nine days to get a coffee mug when Amazon might deliver it to you hours after you order it. Yep. And I'm not saying we're Amazon. We're clearly not. But it shouldn't take that long. Yeah. Pre-transit is, oh, it's frustrating. I had a
2: thing that was in pre-transit. And I wrote to the person who has the Etsy shop. I said this hasn't moved in fifteen days.
1: Fifteen yeah, days.
2: Just was, and then the guy wrote back. He said they they must have lost it. And he he said, "Do you want another one?" And I didn't because it was gift time already. Yeah. I said no. He he uh, gave me my money back, and then three weeks later, the showed product up. showed up on my door.
1: It's unreal. So and that happened with me with a mug. A guy claimed he didn't get a mug. I had. And this comes back to, again, what do you do? He claims, no mug. I got the tracking. Mug delivered. He's like, I do not get it. Like, okay. I will I guess I'll send you another one. Yeah, what do you do? that I can. So I sent him another one. Of course, he gets it and goes, oh, I got two of them today, but one was broken, so thanks for sending the extra one. <laughs> now I think he's full of crap, and I yep. think he just got two mugs. But I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's not. I have Who no knows? idea. It's like your word for mine. And then to ask them, and oh, now I think about you with the product you bought, what I should do is ask them to send it back, and I can send it back for a refund. The problem is he's got to pay shipping to send it back to me. Then I got to pay more shipping to send it back to them. What's the refund going to be? $4? Yeah. What's the point? And the hassle of it. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. It is a giant pain in the
2: ass. It really is. I know. If somehow that got, like the post office stuff got worse over the years instead you know of improving. why? Because they're doing Amazon.
1: Oh, they are? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, the Amazon, uh, the uh, postal trucks? Yes, they do Amazon as well. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I like in my
2: neighborhood sometimes we'll just get like a random budget budget van yes. yeah. just delivering packages. So
1: I guess what that is, and I don't know this, I guess what that is are people that become Amazon drivers but have not purchased their own vehicle. So I guess they rent the vehicle to make all the deliveries, hmm. I would think. I don't know, but I would think that's what that is because I've looked into driving a little bit.
2: So you, know. you have to, <laughs> if you want to become an Amazon driver and drive one of those Amazon trucks,
1: you have to buy that. No, I think if you want to buy your route, if you want to buy your territory, I think. Now, someone out there listening, I'm sure, can educate us on this. But I think if you want to build your own delivery service with Amazon and have Amazon you need as your own client. truck, okay, I can take a job, I believe, and the truck will be waiting for me and loaded, and that's my truck for the day, I believe. But you're not any. You have no ownership. No, you're just making your twenty two dollars an hour or whatever it is. So yeah. By the way, minimum wage in New Jersey went up to fifteen dollars or fourteen eighty. Nice yesterday. So
2: I saw tolls are going up again. Of course, on Sunday. Of course,
1: yes. Can't the, wait.
2: All the bridges that go into New York.
1: Another dollar a
2: day. Is that what it is? Yep. I couldn't. I didn't know what the
1: our overnight um, special fee is eleven seventy five going to twelve seventy five starting okay. a Sunday night. Yeah. I was hoping maybe for the extra dollar they could open the goddamn Holland Tunnel. God. That is going to cost you a little more, Jerry. Jesus Christ already yeah. with this. It's just, I, the week you guys were off, the tunnel was open all week. It is literally a difference of 20 minutes yep. for me every day. Same here. And it's glorious. Yeah. Uh,
2: no, I, I know. Like it, There are days like the Holland Tunnel was open this week, Monday and Tuesday, because of uh, yes, New Year's. the holiday. And both days I was running late. But you home. weren't because you got to take the Holland Tunnel. And I got in earlier than usual.
1: Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. What a nice ride. It, for as nice as commuting can be, it's a nice, easy ride in the morning when that right. effing tunnel is open. Absolutely, Jerry. Maybe 2026. Maybe. If we're still alive.
2: Let me ask you this question because I think the has come to your mind occasionally. My mind or you? Yeah, mind? I think it's come to your mind occasionally as well. So there's a, uh, a condo just opened up in my building mm-hmm. for sale. The man passed away, I told you about. Yeah. And his family was going to sell the condo. It didn't even get on the market. Yeah. And it had multiple offers. For sure. I'm sh- not surprised. For way more than I bought mine for two years ago. Yeah. Two and a half years ago. Yeah. At what point do I... Sell st- it? Yeah. Like, how do you know? Like, because... Y- you don't. And people out there could be in a similar position, right? If you've been in your house a while... You could sell your house or condo, and pay off your mortgage. Have the like if you could get to the point where you could say, "Okay, I could sell this, pay off the rest of the mortgage, and pay cash for a house." Mm-hmm. Sure. Why wouldn't you do that?
1: Yeah, especially since now the mortgage, um, is right? Mortgage? The rates are high. The rates are high, but also so you don't want a mortgage. You don't want a new mortgage. What used to be tax deductible, that's not anymore. Taxes, uh, property taxes, Is it property taxes, or, and, pro- or tax and insur- uh, mortgage insurance. Not mortgage insurance. Uh, mortgage interest.
2: Uh, they're both still, but they they just the, knocked the, the price. They knocked down. the amount way down. It,
1: well, I, I told you, the, I went from getting a refund every year to I get my yeah ass propr- Yeah, your property taxes. Is that what it is? Yep. Um, I don't know the answer. I don't think you ever know. I will tell you where you are. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that the prices are ever going to decrease drastically. Yeah. You have a you basically have a vacation home or a retirement condo or a summer. I mean, you have what a lot of people want in the summer. So I don't think yours will ever go down. I don't believe that. Mine's trickier because it's a regular house in a regular neighborhood. Now, there I could have sold my house for a ridiculous price this summer and seriously contemplated it. Um, but didn't because we do love the house. And, the and kids then you have so to go young. somewhere. Yeah. So you got to buy another goddamn one. townhouse. I don't care. I mean, whatever. Um, but we didn't do that. And at one point, my wife's old house that she grew up in was available. And the only reason why, I mean, it's the house is not nearly as big as the house we're in now, but the backyard is this is enormous. It's the biggest backyard in the neighborhood. And it's equivalent, probably not as big and maybe it is very equivalent to what we have. And you've been to my house. That, that sold me on the house. I don't care about the house. The backyard sold me. Uh, for the kids, the boys, tremendous. Um, and so that house went went up for sale when our house was at the height of what we could have got it for. And I think I could have made about $300,000. And I'm thinking, why don't we just sell the house and buy that? Yes. Right. And I think I, I don't. my wife, she grew up there. She didn't want to do it. I get it. I think I would have. Why not? Right. Take that $300,000, college, paid for, debts we have, gone, and now have a regular mortgage. Eh. Right. Sounds lovely. Yeah. But it's almost like,
2: I mean, I think it's less risky, uh, clearly, than the stock market. But it's almost a similar thing where it's like you're trying to play like when the housing gets to the point where it's it's uh, priced really high. For sure. And then you're like, hmm, could it go higher? And yeah. it, uh, it's, I think it, yours it, always will. I do believe yeah. that. But I always feel like, too, there's a breaking point, too. Like, it is a tiny,
1: these, they're small condo. I, I know that. They're small. But you can, again, I mean, it's a vacation area. I mean, You're down the Jersey Shore. Barring what Eddie always says, that your condo is going to be underwater in 10 years, <laughs> which I don't think that's going to be the yeah. case. I think it's more, like, I do think it's possible, but I think it's further down. Yeah. Than where we're at now. I think your house value, your condo value will continue to rise. I thought you were going to ask me, well, should you buy it? Oh, no, it'd be, it's way out of my price range now. Yeah, you could have afforded it and then you could have rented it and have made your money back. Think about what you could have gotten in the summer for the 13 weeks in the summer. Right. You'd make a lot of money on that, or at least it would pay it all. It would pay itself off. Right. But I so i don't know. I don't know. If you're interested in a backyard, you know, you've got an asset. Right.
2: The other thing funny is, too, is that this thing never officially went on the market, which is kind of
1: weird. It's, it is, but when you have a property that's – so, like, for instance, the house we moved from to buy this house, we had before our house technically got to the market, um, our realtor that we were dealing with, she goes, before we list this, she goes, I'm going to tell you, I have six or seven people that are going to be interested in seeing it. Great. So we had five people came through. It was going to list on Monday. We had five people that came through, her clients on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday night, we had a contract on. Yeah. It never, I don't think it ever got to realtor.com.
2: This thing went up as a coming soon. Yep. And it had the price on it. Yeah. And then gone. As coming soon. Right. It's already under contract. Correct. They never officially put it on the
1: market. Yeah, that's a contract. That's not a contract. That's a uh, real estate salesperson that knows what they're doing. It's a broker that they've got clients looking. That's an easy trend, and that's, you know how easy that is for the people selling the guy's estate. Right, piece of cake.
2: And that's funny too, because then those like that real estate agent reaches out to me now.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. You maybe you'd be interested yeah. in selling. Look what I just sold his right. for, and probably got the double commission. Right, they probably got the full five percent. Didn't have to split two and a half with the other with the other agent. So that's a really good hit for that. That real estate agent,
2: and it was weird too because, like I said, it was it was only as a coming soon, and I would see on the weekends people looking at it yeah, from sure. the outside. Not yeah. they weren't going in; it wasn't available. Right. Try trying to take a look. Yeah, we'll kind of offer would we make? Yes, yeah, yep. It's a funny game. I also think it's funny that people have like that much money for a place down the shore. Like, not that's not their regular home. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's a lot of people that make a lot of money.
0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: I've always told you, it's you know, I always look at how I've done, and I really do believe if I go back 25 years to when this started, I've blown away what I thought I would do. But I don't have that kind of money. And then you meet people that do, and it's like, damn. Like, there's money. You feel like you're doing well. It's like, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Right. There's money. Like Boomer. And then you find people beyond Boomer. It's like, oh like, yeah. holy crap. This like you can just literally light a match with right. some money and it doesn't matter. Right. Boomer plays golf with people who have a ton more money Correct. than Boomer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I do think, though, there's a certain level of wealth where it doesn't matter. Like, if you reach the point where you're taking private jets and you can go on a vacation whenever you want. Yeah. Whether you've got a billion dollars or you're worth $10 million, does it really matter? That's why no. the whole thing with the athlete to me is right. hilarious. Right. They'll
2: take like an extra $2 million okay. when they're making $120 it's, million already. Yeah.
1: Stop already. Yeah. And all this stuff, and not to bring up the Hamlin situation, but we've heard a lot of clips from these guys. We're warriors. We're putting our lives on the line for entertainment. Bullshit, you are. You're putting your lives on the line because you're really good at it and you're getting rich from it. Let's be honest. Because I would think if those jobs paid forty grand a year or fifty grand a year, a lot of them wouldn't do it. Right. I mean, come on. And to be fair, they're not. They're yes, they are putting their lives on the line for sure. They ain't putting their lives on the line for me and you. No, no. They're not. It's not so that the NFL can get a rating of fifty on a Sunday. They're doing it because they're making a crap ton of money. Because it pays and cash, cash, and they're great at it, and good for yes. them. But let's not. Now you don't think every time my son goes out and pitches I'm not scared to death he's going to take a line drive off his face or the forehead or his chest. You know what's he getting paid? Nothing. We all play sports because we love them. So this crap about entertaining the country, go f yourself as you sit in your palatial estate in the country somewhere in your 19 acres of land and deciding in the off season what island I'm going to basically rent <laughs> Give me a break while you're smoking weed and shoving stuff up your ass probably for pleasure. <laughs> Definitely for pleasure. God damn. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers did get a haircut. Looks much oh, better. Oh really? That's an update from the warm up show coming up soon.
2: Okay, so you saw a video of him
1: on Pat McAfee? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll he, have looks, to look for this. he actually looks fantastic.
2: He's cleaned himself up, waiting yes. making uh trying to make that playoff run. He doesn't look like a, a weed smoking hippie anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I was started listening to this Joe Rogan podcast of this guy who did research and did a book on, you know, how every rechargeable battery that's Mm -hmm. out there for.
1: Oh, is this the one about what's going on in Africa where they're mining for the lithium batteries? Yeah. Or the materials? Yes. So it's terrible.
2: It's about uh, how every rechargeable battery. Mainly, you know, for the most part, those are tablets, phones, and the car batteries, yeah. the rechargeable car Tesla this batteries. This is awful, by the way. That they need the mineral cobalt, mm-hmm. and that the majority of the cobalt is in the Congo, and that the, it's like human slavery, it's like slave labor, slave labor.
1: And people are dying. Yeah, people are dying. Conditions.
2: Yeah, and that they they work in these tunnels to go down, and sometimes the tunnel collapses and all the people die. Yep. It's wild, like.
1: Like, this is happening right now as we're living.
2: Uh, Yeah. Right.
1: We're complaining that our heat, you know, isn't getting up to 71 in the house on a really cold day, and you've got people dying, then they're not making money off it. They're what making a dollar a day in some cases. They said a dollar
2: a day at the most in these places, two dollars a day.
1: And then... And that
2: it's... A lot of them, it's like uh, teenage boys, because they're uh, stronger to be able... Because some of the stuff requires a lot of, like, digging and pushing of... Really terrible. Yeah. Really terrible. It, and it's just weird I him talking to Joe Rogan and I and uh I know Joe Rogan has a Tesla. I know Sure. But you but no you could look into anything and it and it's like it all yeah goes down to
1: the profit and the and money. Yeah. But what do you like what do you do? I, I don't know the answer to that because I'm sitting here wearing sneakers that were probably made in sure. some terrible factory overseas. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know.
2: Then Gina was telling me this thing about uh, that China, you know, we always say, oh, this everything's made in China, you know, and we want to buy American products or products... I think from, a lot's made in Vietnam now. Yeah, ton of stuff comes from Vietnam. That China bought a whole bunch of factories, uh, and, uh, food factories in uh, Italy mm-hmm. so that they could... Stamp food as made in Italy, even though just the beginning part is in Italy wow. and then it goes to China to be all. How about
1: that? Yeah.
2: It's like everything's a scam.
1: Everything's a scam to make more money. I remember it's really this thing awful.
2: growing up as a kid, and this may be true or may not be true. When I was a, a kid, we still used to look, even way back then, look for products made in America. Yeah, sure. So you would, and the rumor was like there was a, a lot of stuff that tags that made in USA. Yeah,
1: like cars. Uh, parts are coming from overseas but they're
2: assembled here sometimes right but but like for t-shirts there were t-shirts that said made in mm-hmm. USA and then then we were told in school that they named the city in China usa come on I swear so that they could write made in USA usa I don't wow. know if that's true or that was just a thing I guess like a Google wow usa China that would be awful yeah that may have just been a thing that was going around the school when I was a little kid. That's terrible. But, like, like you can't figure out. Just like I watch, you know, this, the Bobby-approved stuff, and yeah. he's like, uh, uh, you want to get olive oil? You know, most of the extra virgin olive oil in the store, 80% of it is fake. It's
0: like, what?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's the old Eddie Erickson bagel shop story. Yeah. And he, I uh, always think about that. So do I. So Eddie Erickson, for those out there, used to be the Mike and the Mad Dog, well, um, oh, Mike's producer. I don't know about Chris. Mike's for sure. And he's with Chris now. At Sirius XMS, as his producer, really good dude who owned a bagel shop years and years ago. And he didn't even mean to, but just kind of spilled the beans on. They only have to put 20% whole wheat flour into a whole wheat bagel to be able to call it a whole wheat bagel. And it, it crushed me because <laughs> yeah. at that point was when I was starting to get more health conscious and I was exercising a lot, and on Sundays, which we still do, we still got our bagels every Sunday, I was starting to eat the whole wheat bagel. You're yeah, like, look like, at oh, me. I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he told me that, and I felt like a complete dope. Like, wait, time out. So the rest of the flour, yeah, it's just regular white flour. I'm like, oh.
2: They said they would use enough just for the coloring to change.
1: The coloring and to fulfill the, the know, requirements from the yeah. U.S., whatever, FDA whoever oversees Crap. that. It's all... Everything's a scam. Everything is. Everything. Yes. And everything that's not, more expensive. Right. You know, for real, made in the USA, more expensive because you can't live on $5 an hour, $8. So everything has to cost more money. Hence why big companies go overseas for cheap labor. It really is terrible. Yeah. That's the thing that's always disappointing on uh, Shark Tank where,
2: like, the people... So many people come on and are like, and I'm getting this built in America... You know, like they're very proud of their product. Well, what's the first thing they try and do? You got to get this made in
1: another country uh-huh, and bring it, bring Cheaper. it to scale, right? And we can really blow this thing up, right? They want it not made in the USA. Well, I mean, I'll just for instance, the the sweatshirts that we sold, me and you, you know, this year, everything is was made in the USA, and they were expensive, right? You think we wanted to charge sixty dollars for a hoodie? It's just, it's insane. Those hoodies cost us almost forty dollars to make. Like, think yeah. about that. Right. 40 bucks. I can go online and get a Champion hoodie for $28 from the store. That ain't made here. No. It's really it's tough, man. And the mugs, too, are made in America. If I wanted to go to China, I think I could have got mugs for $1.50. I don't want to do that. And it's the same with
2: food, right? So the food that's healthier is way more expensive. Yes. People can't afford it. Right. And especially if you're used to paying, let's say... Hey, I'm used to paying uh, for a loaf of uh, bread, whatever it is,
1: a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, bread I'm buying right now is seven ninety nine, right? And I do it because I'm the only one eating it. It's the um, oh crap, what is it called? Ezekiel bread? No, I'm not eating that. It's the it's fresh. It's uh, Dave's bread. Dave's bread. Yeah, Dave's Super bread or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's but I'm the only one that eats it in the house. So I figure eight bucks a loaf. It's going to last the full week. That's all right. Right. Or you put it in the freezer and then thaw I, it out as you need it. Yes. So you don't waste it. If the boys were eating that, I it literally would cost, we go through, with me not eating white bread, we go through three loaves a week. I'm not spending $25 a week on bread. <laughs> right. If I was spending eight bucks or with me eating it, it'd probably be, we, we'd need the fourth one, but it's expensive. Yeah. Everything's expensive. Like, oh, if you don't want to eat crappy food, pay up. Yeah. Pretty much. You'd think it'd be the opposite.
2: Yeah. But it is not.
1: Yeah, it sucks, Jerry. Yeah. We need to fix the world. I know. I know, I know. And finally, Jerry. Alan Jerry, fix the world. The tour begins in the summer of 2023. Get your t-shirts made in (laughs) (laughs) USA. Finally.
2: Uh, I have to give a rest in peace, Jerry, to a radio person. Oh, no. Fred the Elephant Boy from the Howard Stern Show. I don't know who that is. When Uh, was this Passed away. He was uh, oh, the the original whackpacker. One of the original whackpackers. Okay. They called him Fred the Elephant Boy because he talked like
1: the Elephant Man movie. Okay. He had a speech impediment. Do you think how many of those original whackpack guys are still around? Uh, like, do you think Stern gets like depressed as people are passing? I don't know, because he seems like one of those guys that thinks a lot about yeah. death and. And seeing life kind of pass by, and yeah. like that's the history of his show going away piece by piece, right? Yeah, I, I don't. That's a good question. I'm not sure. They did do
2: a. I didn't listen to it yet, but they did do a, a segment on Fred the Elephant Boy okay. today. So, and Fred uh, would occasionally reach out to me on Twitter over oh, really? the years. Yeah, wow. I think he was a sports either he was a sports listener or maybe he reached out when I would tweet about Howard Stern or something. Interesting. Okay, but yeah. Nice fellow. He's only like sixty-four years old.
1: Yeah, it's so it's not good. I'll disagree with you. Not not long
2: enough. No, definitely not. Sixty-four is not not enough. So rest in peace to
1: Fred the Elephant Boy. Very sad. Fred Schreiber, I believe, was his his real name. Jerry. I do. think we gotta go. I do think from time to time, especially when I listen to Sal driving in yeah. overnight, and then even last week with him, we had a lot of conversations about the radio station and the way it's changed and everything. And I and you may or may not remember these names, but I think about people like Jim in, Big Jim in Connecticut, Short Al in Brooklyn, Doris from Rigo Park, these were people that called every night to Beningo. And you just kind of thought they'd be there every night. And then I'll never forget the one night where Joe came in and, and to the newsroom, he's like, You heard from Short Al. Like it just it just hit me. He hasn't called in like five nights. No, and then Joe went on that following Monday or Tuesday and just say, hey, but he's heard from Short Al, and his his daughter called the newsroom to tell me he wasn't doing well. He fell, or I forget what it was. Yeah, And then he passed away. It was like, I guess he's not going to be there every night. And then Doris passed away. And yeah. Just crazy. You think, you think that everything remains the same, and it doesn't. Right. Everything keeps rolling, and then one day you're trampled. Right. And gone. And you're joining... Fred the Elephant Boy. Sadly. And
2: not good. Not good. All right, Jerry. On that note, let's do the warm-up program. And
1: then we'll be back here tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, It is. Wow. How about that? No Thursday Night Football this week.
2: Oh, right. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. So cool games on Friday is normal, but. It is normal, and it's a week 18, Jerry. I'm really getting pumped up.
2: It's weird. The season's over. Yeah. Season's over. How about that? Incredible. I was thinking about that the other day, like. Like thinking about, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're gonna have football on Sundays now. It's still
1: gonna be beautiful weather for, <laughs> and now it's and it's 18 weeks. Season. Yeah, 18. God. You got a few weeks of the playoffs, and then we welcome you to Rutgers basketball, Al. Hi, <laughs> right, Jerry, Sue.